Welcome to Ascend and Transcend. I'm your coach, Elizabeth, and today's guest is John Rulin, and he is the world's leading authority in maximizing customer loyalty through radical generosity. He's the best-selling author of Giftology, one of my absolutely favorite books. It's one that I listened to over a couple of mornings walking to Starbucks. The Audible is great. And I had to keep stopping and taking notes because so much of what he was saying was resonating. And it really made me change the way that I approach my business and how I treat my clients and what their experience is. But not only just that, this isn't just an episode for entrepreneurs or business owners or managers or people who are selling products. It's really about what gifts that you give say about your relationship. Is the thought all that counts? Is the letter enough? Is how much you're spending on them really reflective of how much you value the relationship? We answer all these questions, we get into it. This is a nice short episode, so get a pen and paper ready because John drops tons of knowledge. Welcome, John Rulin. Thank you so much for being here. I think I've I think we booked this probably four months ago. So this tells you guys how busy this guy is, how in demand he is, and how a lot of people are benefiting from his genius because he's pretty much book solid, whether it's speaking at live events or on different podcasts and really high-level podcasts. So I'm really happy to have you here, John. And we were chatting before and I was just kind of explaining how much your book has had such an impact on my business. So I'm really looking forward to sharing a little bit of those insights with our listeners. Yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for being patient. Yeah, it's it's, been, it's gotten a little crazy, but... Um, no, that's yeah, good. That, that means you're doing something good. So I would love to talk about this idea of radical generosity. And I know that this is this is really kind of this, not necessarily the launch point of Giftology, that incredible book. And you guys, I left it on Audible. Like I'm an Audible listener and I listened to it probably, it took me probably two or three days just on walks to listen to it. And I had to keep stopping and putting notes in my phone of things to do. But I think that a lot of people might look at it as this law of reciprocity, right? Like if I send you something, then I will do something for you back. But I love how your approach is really just give to give, not necessarily feeling like hoping or having an expectation that you're going to get something in return. Yeah. Well, I think almost everybody does things in all acts, the walks of life, personally and professionally, transactionally. Do yeah. things that expect times. Hey, you did a deal. Here's your gift. Hey, we got a referral. It's your birthday. Hey, it's Valentine's Day. I got to do. It's like very like transactional and nobody really, that doesn't feel good. If you show up for your significant other on anniversaries, birthdays, Christmas, like that just feels like your table stakes kind of things. And when you can show up repetitively because you wanted to, not because you had to, it's like Vaynerchuk's concept of jab, jab, grab, right hook. It's not jab, right hook. It's give, give, give. And then you, even then you don't expect that you, now we want good things to happen. We want referrals. We want deal flow. We want profits, not a bad word. But as soon as you put expectations on something, now it's not a gift. It was a manipulation. And that's where people are like, well, John, I did giftology. It did, I didn't grow my business the way you said it would work. And I'm like, no, that's you did giftology-ish. Right. And if you do part of it, but not all of it, don't expect to get the full results of actually yeah. like doing this as a real business strategy. So when did that click for you, though? Did somebody give you a gift that was like, you know, I love it how in the book you talk about like, don't send a mug with your logo on it. Don't send a polo or pen. Or, I mean, I know, right? Because it does feel like now you want me to be a walking billboard for you. It's not a gift. I actually um, don't like gifts because what people determine as a gift is not a gift. 
Like it is not like what I do. It's not what we teach. It's not yeah. you know, our agency doesn't help people give gifts because gifts are gift cards and promotional items, swag, tchotchkes, you name the thing. It tends to be crappy stuff that's mediocre at best with your logo on it. And, and nobody, even the cheesiest, cheapest, tackiest person on the planet would never go to their best friend's wedding and on the Tiffany spas, compliments of Remax or compliments of XYZ accounting firm. Like we'd never yeah. do that. But right. we do that in business. We call it branding and marketing. And it's neither. It's actually you're spending money, whether you realize it or not. It's not an investment at that point. You're spending money to damage the relationship. Basically says, you weren't worth the time and energy to personalize this with your name. I'm going to put my name. I want, even though you're my client, you're my referral partner, you're my affiliate, I want you to go advertise for my brand, which is basically manipulation. Go be a billboard. So you're spending money to insult, frustrate, annoy, or guilt your most valuable asset, which is your relationships. If you give it to your employee, it's not a gift. It's a uniform. I don't care if it's a Patagonia jacket. I don't care if it's Lululemon. If you put your logo on it, it's no longer a gift. Now, there is cool swag, but nobody's crying over swag. It's swag. But if you give a thoughtful artifact, now there could be tears. Now you could actually inspire somebody to want to go take action. I mean, whether it's a Lewis House who's a client and friend, like Lewis can go buy his own stuff. So unless you're going to do something for him that actually like you didn't even know existed or do it in such a way that honors his legacy and who he is, or it does like... When you're dealing with wealthy people, which most people are dealing with affluent five, six, seven, eight figure earners, they can go buy their own stuff. So unless you can connect it to meaning and story and thoughtfulness and include their kids or their pets, you're wasting, you know, all that crap's going to end up at Goodwill or in the trash can where like you're not doing what you think you're doing. Well, I love how you said it can be insulting and I feel like it can insult their intelligence, right? If you do send something like that, that's branded or whatever, you're very obviously trying to manipulate them. And so that is an insult to their intelligence. But I love how you also said it doesn't necessarily have to be that person. If that person you feel like has just gotten a million things, can go buy whatever they want and you can't come up with anything, you're better off not sending them anything. But look and see, do they have a significant other who's really into Lululemon or are they really into something like their dog? I mean, I think that it doesn't necessarily have to be that direct person. It just has to be something that makes them look good to that person, maybe like it's a benefit. So by osmosis, they get the gratitude because it was a thoughtful gift to somebody that's important to them. Yeah. I mean, most of our best clients, when they're like, we're laying out a, like a relationship plan, one of our first questions is, who, who are you taking care of? Most people want to start with, what are you giving? I'm like, I don't yeah. care what you're sending. That's the seventh step. Right. Like, are they married? Do they have a significant other? Do they have an assistant? Like, the more, like, the more we can tap into making them that the, the so-called decision maker, client, employee, the hero to their inner circle. Because we all have an inner circle. Yeah. You, you know, pets. Like, people treat their pets better than most humans. So, like, if I'm... If I'm helping somebody think through like their top 100 or top 1,000 relationships, I'm saying, do you know the pets' names of all of your employees or all your clients? No? Well, then you got some research. You got some homework to do because that's the way you can spend less money. But actually, like, man, when, when somebody does something for somebody's pet or their kid, they're the hero to their kid, like, game over. And it's fun, by the way. It's like it, it, like you're you're making them light up because we all want to make our kids light up or our pets light up or our teams light up. It's, it's not rocket science, but it is extra energy and effort and work, which is part of what makes a great gift, right? Is it's like, yeah. you're like, well, John, it, you're being mean. It's the thought that counts. I'm like, that's 
BS. Like that's the excuse to give a sucky gift. It's not the thought that counts. It's the thoughtful thought. It's I put energy, attention, time, resources into it because you're worth it, person. And so there is teeth to this. Like this is like meaty stuff. This isn't just like fluffy stuff at the holidays. Like, no, relationships matter. I, and I think, too, for listeners who might not have their own business and they're like, this doesn't apply to me because I don't have clients or I'm not trying to get referrals. This is like broad for everybody. This is any gifting. And I have had a very much hate relationship with my birthday since I can imagine. Right. I don't like being the center of attention. And I really but I always dreaded people giving me gifts because, John, I felt like they just it was always a reflection that they didn't really get me. And every and it would be this anxiety. And my poor husband knows this. I have forbidden him from ever getting me another gift. The dude can barely get me flowers because on my birthday, there were some shitty carnations that got put in there. And I was like, no, you don't you don't even know what kind of flower I like. And then it was sobbing. It was it was really it, it can have a really negative effect. And it depends on the person. And to your point, I think when people say we well, should just be happy that they thought of you at all, it's like. Well, shit, that bar is pretty low then. I mean, that is a pretty low bar that like they just thought of me. It's more about like, listen, if you really don't understand this and and gifting isn't my love language, so I don't need it. That's (laughs) but you know it so well. But so I I've just told some people like I don't do Christmas gifts. I don't do Mother's Day gifts unless they're homemade from my kids, because to your point, it always ends up making me feel worse because I feel like people don't really know me. Yeah, it's gift guilt. You have to fake it. Right. You have to fake appreciation. Thank yeah. you for, like, so that was guilt. And then I'm going to throw it away or I'm going to regift it or I'm not going to use it. Or like, yeah, it basically, I mean, it's, it's basically a physical representation of the value somebody places on the relationship. So it's important. Like, that's why you go to like the Old Testament, like kings would give other kings like a thousand or 10,000 head of cattle. Why? Because they understood that the, it was the value they placed on the relationship. And whether it's your pastor or the nonprofit that you work with or your family, like we can tell when somebody's checking a box or somebody like went through energy and effort. And the excuse of, well, I'm just not a good gift giver is BS because I, I tell people I'm not like gifting is not my love language. It's actually words of affirmation. I'm naturally an introvert. Um, so anybody I tell I tell guys this all the time because guys it, it just tend to be the worst at this because they're like, oh, I don't, I'm like, if you put. At 10% of what you put into your fantasy football league into thinking about this, all it is is time, energy. It's a grad, it's a muscle. And so I'm not perfect at it. My wife will tell you, like sometimes John Rulon, the giftologist, sucks and just completely strikes out. But there's other times where I freaking hit a grand slam. Right. And it's because we're dealing with humans and emotions and all these other things, but the grand slams are worth it. I it's think worth so too. It when you can pour up in any relationship, business right. or not. Uh, one gift that I gave my husband a while back, and now it's kind of like our go-to, is just this little jar, and we write little strips of paper in there, things that we love about each other. I think it costs like a dollar or two for the jar. Everything else is free, and I can pull that out, and like that feels good. And that is like, okay, you can't mess this up, right? Like this is a gift that I'm sure anybody would love to hear these wonderful things. My best friend who lives in Boston sent me a framed, just a printed out list of why she loves being my friend and all of the, and it was just like, those are the ones that cut through. So it doesn't have to cost a lot of money, right? It just has to be something that really feels like it connects with their soul, not just this materialistic exterior. Yeah. It, yeah. It's definitely, I mean, to me, the handwritten note 
is just as powerful as the Rolex or whatever. Like people will be like, well, I don't have a bunch of money. You don't need a bunch of money. You, you take an hour, write the most thoughtful handwritten note and go read it to the person. And statistically, there's all kinds of studies. You'll cry, they'll cry. Your joy goes up, their gratitude goes up. So yeah, it's not a money thing, but it also, in the same regard of that, is sometimes that gives people an excuse to give cheap, sucky gifts. And that's like, no, like you can still give, you can still invest dollars into this. Right. But don't just think that just because you spent a bunch of money that it's going to be meaningful. The money doesn't make the meaning. You can do something world-class, you know, a nice watch, but you better like have it engraved with something that's really meaningful. So now there's a story yeah. and a meaning and, a, and like an emotion because people can go buy their own stuff. Yeah. What makes it meaningful is the story and the thoughtfulness and the timing and, and what it makes them evoke in their head subconsciously. And so... Yeah. It's like, no, there's a science to all of this. Like we're as humans, we're wired a certain way. And so, yeah, it's really powerful when you do it well. It really is. And I think that that can be part of your legacy or whatever, right? That can be something that somebody remembers you for as much as like, oh, they, they pick up the phone when I call or they text right back or something like that. You can always count on, they might surprise me at some point this year randomly with something that's really thoughtful, a gift that just shows up. I love how you say, don't just give gifts on holidays. Like pick a random date in the calendar that is not a holiday. And then that's when you send a gift. So, yeah. I mean, basically we call it planned randomness, but most of the time people want to tie it to a deal, a transaction, a birthday, an anniversary. And those, like when you get things out of obligation, yeah. first off, the bar is really high, right? It's like, because you know, something's coming. But when somebody says on a random Tuesday, like if for my wife, like, like, Hey honey, I got the kids. I got four girls. Like, I got the kids, the spa is taken care of. Like you just go to take, like that means more on a random Tuesday than it does on Valentine's Day. Right. Valentine's Day was, you know, expected, got to do something on a Tuesday. It's like, no, I did this out of the ordinary because I was thinking of you and, and intentionality. Yeah. And so that's how you can get the ability to be able to be like, which I don't know, how do you do this for a hundred employees or 50 clients? I'm like, if you are willing to do it at a time when it's unexpected, like the bar goes way lower. And like you can handwrite the notes or you can do even the same delivery vehicle. Like we have pe people that send out thousands of the Cutco knives and like, why the stupid knives? I'm like, well, most people break bread with their family. Yes. And if you sent a gift that's useful and practical, personalized with maybe their favorite quote or scripture verse or their family name, I can take the same delivery device and scale it out over a bunch of people, do it at an unexpected time, make sure the notes are really thoughtful. And so there, there's a strategy, right? To scaling thoughtfulness. It's like, yeah, you can do the crazy one-offs, but you can also build this into a system so that it's just a part of your overall business operation. I love that. I mean, we have like a Cutco spatula spoon that my husband's great or grandmother had. I'm like, how is this still here? But the Cutco's, I mean, you guys have to read the book. You'll learn all about why it's the knives. And he gives so much more in-depth background on why those are impactful and their their legacy. Like they just don't go away. That's not something you're going to throw away. And you don't put your logo on it. When you talk about inscribing, it's something that's meant for them. I want to stick on this point of the letters too, because I think that a lot of people underestimate that. I have clients who sometimes go for big jobs and maybe it goes to somebody else and and then they just fall off. And I'm like, listen, here's when you write a handwritten letter to each person that you interviewed with thanking them for your time. Like you never know what's going to happen with whatever candidate it was that they got. I'm a big person of like sending the gift after a no. Um, yeah. And I'll send gifts to potential clients. I mean, as soon as I, as soon as we get their phone number, I'm asking for your address because either way you're getting something. 
And I can't tell you how many times weeks later, they're like that book that you sent that was really just for them and whatever obstacle they were dealing with. It's been on my nightstand. I finally read it and now I'm ready to work together. You know, it's like, but I think they knew because I wasn't expecting anything. It was really more of like, if I can't help you on your journey, I want you to have a resource. Yeah, I think that after you interview or after you do an RFP and you don't get the client, the idea, like in most cases, they invested the one resource that nobody will ever get back for no amount of money, and that's their time. So if they invested an hour to interview you or five hours to go through the RFP or 10 hours, sending a gift afterwards, say, hey, spend 10 hours with me. Maybe we're not a fit now, but maybe in three years or five years, we'll be. It, it melts their circuit board, right? Because it's like, they probably don't get that nice of a thoughtful gift or note from their biggest providers, their biggest vendors that they're spending millions of dollars with or tens of thousands of dollars with. And you're showing up powerfully, generously, no strings attached, acknowledging them for the resource that they invested, which is their time. And so it's a, it, a, it's fun. B, it does work out where it comes full circle that deal goes sideways, that they fall out of contract, whatever. Yeah. But at the very least, like you have somebody now that's like probably telling that story to other people when you're not in the room, which is really powerful to have a bunch of, have hundreds or thousands of people that have had an experience with you to say, this is how Elizabeth shows up. This is how John shows up. And that starts over time, starts to stack the deck in your favor. And so, yeah, the, the showing up, not just because something good happened, but showing up when even things go sideways is really, really, really strong and powerful. I think that's, it's so important to really hit on that. My sister once was interviewing and at the time my niece was very sick and she had to take her to the hospital. So she missed this. It was like a third round interview with these like four people. And I said, why don't you send over like some awesome, like Garrett's popcorn, this was in Chicago, or send them some bagels and then write a note, you wish you could be there. And this was an emergency. And she did it. And guess who got the job, right? So it's like, she didn't even make it. She had to cancel last minute. It was a very important interview. But I think because she took the time, like you guys, you can send food. People love food, by the way. Like TV producers, when you're trying to get on TV too, like they love a thoughtful spread being sent to them. And a lot of times it's not that much money. It's a couple hundred bucks, maybe. But it is, it's that experience. And maybe they all gather to enjoy it on your behalf. Another thing I love to do when I on TV shows is I'll bring everybody Starbucks, whether I know their order or not. And I, that I do have little stickers that say Elizabeth Pearson coaching and I slap those on. And then they're looking at their coffee all day long and they're seeing that and they're having that good association of me being thoughtful and whatever they're enjoying at that moment. And it, and then it's not this, it's something with a brand that they feel bad about throwing away. Assumable. It's going gonna, it's gonna to end up in the recycling or the, like that's being subtle. I mean, I say not to give food, but there are times to give food. Like there's times to break rules. Like right. I like things that are around for 50 years, but there are times when food is appropriate or like, yeah. so like just understanding though that going like the bar for somebody when they don't show up for an interview or don't make something like is low, they're lucky to get a handwritten note, let alone a handwritten note with actually something that's thoughtful and relevant to them. Yeah. Just show like, cause we're all just trying to determine like, is this person full of crap? Like, are, do they care? Do they, do they have follow through when stuff goes sideways? It's like, how do they respond? Right. Because when things are good, it's easy to be like, ah, high five in and on the mountaintop and whatever else. It's like, you want to know how are people going to respond when things don't go well? Because that's, that's invariably like what makes to break an executive or a coach or like an employee, a partner. 
a vendor? Like what happens when, when something breaks? Right. Like, when it's not How do great. they respond under stress? So anyway, I, I can't agree more. I wanted to ask you too about this correlation. And it's something that I want to be sure we talk about is like how good it feels. This is the other thing. Like even if, you know, somebody didn't hire you or you didn't get that gig or you didn't get that job and you send those notes, I think even if you're just doing it for yourself, right? Like it feels really good to acknowledge somebody else, strengths that they had or just the interaction. Maybe it didn't work out, but maybe you had a great conversation with somebody. I think it feels really good. And I really think you're putting those high vibrations out into the world. It's this like ripple effect of positivity. Every time that you send a gift from a place of soulfulness and love and real gratitude versus as a manipulative tool. But yeah. you had all of this up. So I can't imagine the waves of positive vibes and things that karmically you've drawn in by really being able to open a lot of people's eyes to this whole other way of doing business, which comes from, I feel like a more holistic, soulful place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that whether you believe in a God or not, it's how God's wired the world, right? And you do yeah. the good, there's a ripple effect. And oftentimes it comes back 10X or 100X, depending upon what scripture or what old world document you look at. Like, it's just like, look at the studies on water over in Japan. Like you speak the word love over water. What happens? It, it crystallizes a certain way. It's not woo-woo. It's like science. Yeah. So I think that when you're, when somebody gets something from you, they can sense, especially if they're in tune, is this person like wanting to make a deposit in the relationship or are they trying to manipulate me? Yeah. And there, and so you can feel intention. You can feel like, Hey, they did this open-handed. Now, like I said, it doesn't mean that you can't want good things to happen, like to land a job or to land a deal or to get a referral, like, but knowing that like, you don't have to worry, like, yeah. that's why I try to make it a math equation. It should be a real, it's almost like a tithe. should be a percentage of you did a million dollars last year, 10% should go back into relationships, which you wouldn't have yeah, the million dollars do to that. begin with. No, I mean, you get people are like, that's a lot of money, 10%. I'm like, well, you go to as low as 5%, you go as high as 15. I have some people that do 20. Yeah. But I'm like, even at 20%, like you put a dollar in and you get four or $5 back out. Like how many times do you want to go to that ATM machine? Like right. as many times as they'll let you. Right. And so what people don't understand is like you make deposits in relationships, whether they're able to impact it or whether it comes back around through 14 other versions. Yeah. We and, and you see this if you're in business long enough, you see like you don't want to burn bridges because you might go back over that bridge 13 years from now where that person who was an assistant right. is now the producer of the yes. show or like, but most people don't like they say they're playing the long game, but their long game is days, not decades. And so like understanding mm -hmm. how this all kind of plays out and it just is way more fun to play the game of life or business when you're doing this, because it does feel good, like, right. And it's it, it, all the way around. And, and you do tend to attract good things because people like to be around people that are generous and that are fun and kind and besting. It doesn't, now they don't like to be around people that are generous and that are horrible at what they do. Like this isn't an excuse to not be world-class right. at work, which I sometimes see like, well, I'm really kind and generous. I'm like, cool, but also be really good at your craft, whatever your service, whatever your product is like, this is both and not one or the other. Yeah, I love that. I think too, you really hit it. Like it is more fun to play. Like I, I, I think you can take enjoyment of this. This can be something that I talk about drains and fills on your energy. This can be a fill. It's up to you if you're going to focus on the financial drain, if you will, or the upfront investment. But 
it always feels good. Anytime a client's just really down in the dumps, I'm like, go buy some coffees for your neighbors and just drop them off or your girlfriends or whatever. Like go do something and that will pull you to that higher vibration immediately. It just snaps you back out of it. And then when you're on that higher vibration, the wonderful things can manifest to you. They'll just come. You don't even have to exert effort. So I feel like once you get into this flow, it's not only just clients or customers, it's the right ones. It's the ones that you are divinely supposed to be working with or that job that maybe you're divinely supposed to be onboarded for. So I think there's just, there's this whole other realm of spiritual vibration that can be put behind it. And I always bless, whenever I send something to somebody, I just take a minute and I just hold it between my hands and I set an intention and an energy to that thing and send it off. Because to your point, people can feel this shit. Like if you're sending something for a, a, a manipulation, they feel that energy the second they get it. It doesn't yep. dissipate in root. <laughs> so, yeah, you can definitely sense what, yeah. And even when you follow up, like, hey, did you get my gift? Yeah. Like, I don't even do that. I don't even follow oh, up. I just send no, it. We'll, and then we it's follow like, up to track, do the package show up, whatever right. else. Like strategically as a business, we do that. Totally. We want to make sure, because we've had like, we had a gift for like a huge uh, Dean Graziosi, a gift got stolen off the porch. It was like a $5,000 gift. So we had to go UPS had to pay insurance or whatever else. So there is like, you do want to make sure that things land, especially if you're doing things at scale. But as soon as you say, did you get my gift? You were at, like, you want something back. From yes. there. And, oh and, it, and totally. it's a natural tendency, right? To want, I want the feedback. I want the, I want, tell me how awesome I am. Like, but it's so much better. I'm not giving $5,000 gifts, John. I'm giving a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. But what, it is like, even when like my kids get a gift and then immediately the grandparents want, did you get it? And I'm like, you saw the Amazon link. We did. Like, they're writing you a handwritten note. Just wait. But it chips away at it. It chips away at the magic when you immediately. And I think some people are like, well, I just want confirmation that you got it. And it's like, maybe I'm going to send a thoughtful response. Maybe it's going to be a handwritten thank you, but they just want the quick text. But I feel like it cheapens it. Like it is this whole different approach. So thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing all of your wisdom. I feel like we could talk a lot more about this. Hopefully you'll come back. I'm sure there are more books and more amazing things for you on the horizon. But thank you for your time today. There's no doubt that listeners are going to be able to take this and be able to really give some thought before they give a gift to somebody that they care about. Amen. I hope they do. 